Ladies and gentlemen, welcome on into the Fags Out podcast brought to you by the Wide World of Wargaming. As always, I am your host, Vincent Morgado. Joining me as per the usual, Mr. Drew Bishop's Eye. Hello there. And returning to us after an absence, we are so glad to have him back. We have missed his dulcet tones, Mr. Jeff Wilder. What is thy bidding, my master? We are proud to be joined by the very first time by the candid clarinetist, if I'm going to try to have this correct, podcaster, concert musician, Twitch streamer, the man for all seasons, Mr. Sam Rothstein. Uh, probably three out of the four of those are correct. I'll take three out of four. 75 is better than my normal batting average. How are you, sir? Very good. Thank you for having me on the the podcast. This is long overdue. I have been watching yeah. your channel for many, many months, and I'm glad we could finally get this organized. You're welcome. Absolutely. So we uh, we have a lot to talk about. Um, we are going to be doing a couple tournament results first, since that was kind of the – that is what we like to start our nights with, and then we'll go over – and we'll talk about the uh, Phoenix Cell pack, and we'll finally dig into that, as all of us have been following its progress uh, very closely. We'll do the veterans. Uh, I'm sorry. Let me. Yeah, the veterans gold flight, gold squadron flight cup championship first. Uh, your overall winner, Mister Mike Messiah, with Grievous Zam Wessel Burwer Cret. I don't like the fact that I have to keep saying goddamn Burwer Cret. I don't like that you have to keep saying Sam. There are like. <laughs> Uh, that's also true, yes. And Count Dooku. I'm about tired of Count yep. Dooku as well. Yep. I mean, these are these are pro- these are well, we won't say uh, we we. Ch- I've been told to stop saying problems. Some of our viewers don't like it when I call them problems. I guess what we'll call them is cards with, shall we say, excess utility, mm-hmm. excess efficiency. As I was going to say excess efficiency was what I was going right. to say. Yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll go with that one. Third and uh, third at the end of Swiss went on to essentially mollywop everybody he ran into on his way there. Two thousand points of MOV in a in a five, uh, six game spread is no joke. The Grievous tank build is never any bullshit to run into. Zam Wessel's undercosted. I still don't like the fact that I'm going to have to say Burwer Cret out loud again. Is this just a combination of Zam being too off too offensively efficient? Probably Grievous still being a little, still needing a little bit of adjustment as far as his points go, and people not knowing how to deal with Treacherous. I mean, if you look above our, our good our good man Brandon Carey, Brandon Carey went out in the top thirty two with almost the same list. Um, so I'm wondering, very is it like, close, very close. Yeah, there are there are a couple of key differences. False um, transponder codes is one of them. <laughs> I was gonna say, yeah, that's 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 a huge one. But yeah, I'm wondering if it if it's maybe pilot error. Is it is it matchups? I mean, you know, Zam has an excessive amount of actions as we just mentioned before. I think yeah, it probably. Been... I mean, Oh, go ahead. All you. Okay. Yeah, I was just gonna say I've been flying this list uh, in a in a league, and I've seen a I couple think, games of you flying it on stream. Yeah, I'm not particularly perfect with it yet, but that's okay. Um, but I think it it really just comes down to efficiency. I mean, in my opinion, that Grievous build with the Impervium plating and Solus one, it's essentially a quadruple hull upgrade on 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 Grievous and. You know, and, and Grievous is already efficient as it is. Mm-hmm. Um, just, just you know, three attack dice, double modded a lot of the times, and so you know, and I what what does it come at like fifty four points or something? It's something ridiculously cheap. Something very um, very cheap for a nine hole yeah. ship. Yeah, and then you also get the Solus one reroll, so that saves mm-hmm. you another hull or two throughout the course of a game. So I think I think Grievous is actually like the real star of this list. Everyone pays attention to Zam, um, and then Burwer is just kind of like yeah. a forty one point you know, can be a pocket ace. I mean, I've played a couple of games where he won me the game just because it's, you know, it's an extra three dice. He's 
relatively difficult to to get a hold of and that treasurer's upgrade is very underrated um mm-hmm. in, in my opinion you should not be able to use it on other ships i don't think that was the intent of the upgrade or uh, enemy ships rather um but it's incredibly powerful being able to cancel hits or crits and straining an opponent's ship uh for basically free it's mm-hmm. essentially a free cost um, and then it gets to recharge when whenever their ship goes off the table. So it's just purely from an efficiency standpoint, like that Grievous and that Burwer, uh, it takes a lot to get off the table. And then you're, you know, you only get, you know, probably less than, I think it's less than a hundred points for your troubles. Um, and then you, you have to deal with Zam as well and, and the mind games and, and, and stuff that goes with Zam. So, um, it's a, it's a lot of efficiency, uh, packed into a small little package and, and, um, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go so far as to say it's a problem. I think that there are certain combinations that make it particularly strong. Uh, the biggest one being that efficiency of the Grievous build. And then the Count Dooku with Thermal Detonators is is the the, the worst uh, combination. Um, that's just, it's too efficient what it does, I think. We, I think pretty much everyone on this show, we've talked about this often and loudly, that uh, Thermal yeah. Detonators are prob- are one of two or three most undercosted cards in this game. Two of the other ones being in that list being Zam Wessel and um, help me, uh, False Transponder Codes. So uh, when you, you know by their powers combined, I am Captain Winning in Hyperspace it's Games. Kind of a, uh, what, what second place is kind of a perfect oh, storm because we got... You know, Treacherous has been out for a while, and it's not like Treacherous was doing anything until cards mm-hmm. that could support it that were worth carrying Treacherous were, were introduced. You know, Treacherous, Treacherous on droids, it's not going to happen, right? Treacherous on even the even the HMPs, it's just not going to happen. It, it takes something like mm-hmm. like mostly Zam Wessel, but um, but to a lesser extent, um, Grievous. Um, to to make treacherous worthwhile, uh, Dooku didn't do a, didn't do much for a long time. Uh, came alive when cards like thermal detonators um, allow the allow a more obvious and efficient use of du- Dooku's ability, um, which didn't really exist before. You know, it was just it's just kind of like uh, everything sort of came together. And Grievous is definitely too cheap. But uh, I, I don't know if it's broken. I'm just tired of fucking seeing it. I'm just tired of seeing <laughs> yeah. I'm just tired of it. And I think along the lines with the, the Count Dooku point you made, I, I think the biggest problem with him before was the card, but there was just nothing to carry him. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. I yep. mean, you had yes. the Infiltrator, which, you know, I mean, it saw its spot in the sun and then quickly was extinguished. Um, yeah, then... RIP hate. <laughs> yeah, and, and then um, the only other thing that could carry it in the Separatist was the HMP, and you know the fire spray came out shortly yeah. thereafter. So that mm-hmm. was the, that was clearly yeah. the best chassis for him. Um, and at ten points, you know, ten points for a force is already good. Yes, and then you add on, you know, the efficiency with the thermal detonators, and you know, I like to play it with the rig cargo chute, which is super nasty, uh, getting the, nice. those crits and stuff. So oh, okay, yeah, yeah, I had thought of that. So yeah, it's it's a good it's a I think it's just pure from an efficiency standpoint uh, in the hyperspace format. This 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 list is takes advantage of a lot of just undercosted upgrades um, and ships. 
Second place going to uh, Mr. Ernestus Romanowskis. I'm going to butcher that name, and I apologize. Uh, You think so? I appreciate that. A couple of others in the top four. Ben Roberts with uh, your classic, how many Rebel 4s can I fit into a list? Tenum, Dutch, Jake, and uh, Garvin. Uh, The one I do want to talk about, though, is Tom Candon. Uh, Two spots further down. Bosk, Lando, Joy, Genesis, Red. If you can tell which one of those ships I want to talk about, you're already ahead of me. Who the fuck brings Genesis Red in 2021? <laughs> I mean, or Joy Rekoff for that Genesis matter. Genesis Red, though, isn't that the, the one that grabs your target locks? Grabs your token? Because uh, I, I think Genesis Red a- just grabs your token stack. And in today's game, everybody's got a token stack. Uh, let's see. Yeah, After you acquire a lock, you must remove all of your focus and evade tokens. Then gain the gain the same number of focus and evade tokens that the yeah. locked ship has. Yeah. So I think that's a meta. That's just a meta play there. People, he's like, too many people have token stacks. Let's let's uh, let's grab some of them. Well, that's the, uh, so. Just to clarify, it does say that you gain the same number of tokens as however many you lose. So it's not like you're grabbing a three to one ratio there. So read it again. Sorry. Yeah, sure. Uh, of course, I closed it because that's how I got. I got it here. After you acquire a lock, you must remove all of your focus and evade tokens. Then gain the same number of focus and evade tokens that the yeah, lock you're not ship gaining has. the same number that you have. Oh, I read you're that. My bad. Yeah, I read you that wrong. Don't have any. I read that wrong. Took a lock. So. Yeah. Oh, and Jesus. what initiative is he? Just out of curiosity. Four. Uh, four. Okay, so so that's really important because yep. uh, we all know that for the hyperspace meta, the uh, I3 is sort of the, the tipping point at this point because that's where the red squads are. That's mm-hmm. where the barons are, most mm-hmm. importantly. Um, and so being able to lock a baron that has a focus token and fire a proton torpedo gives you some efficiency there with being able to initiative kill something possibly. Um, especially looking at the rest of that list, those are I believe those are all I fours, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, they are. Yep. Um, so I think that's probably the reason for for the Genesis Red is just that extra splash damage, which all the with all these three agility ships, um, the Jedi Knights as well, uh, the seven B Jedi Knights. That's a good, mm-hmm. um, they're going to have the focus tokens. So it's it's not a bad um, not a bad play. I don't think. I think the the efficiency of Genesis Red is there, um, especially being in such a cheap chassis with four. You know, yeah, I mean, for health. Yeah, I mean, are you going to? Right, really gonna you, you take your you take your, your one action and you get a focus token. I mean, I mean, you know, it, it would not be the first time that people fighting a list like that would go after the squishy guy with the proton but, torpedo. Mm-hmm. Not that squishy, right? Three agility. Okay, I mean, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, you only need three agility to really overperform yeah. one time. And all of a sudden, your opponent's entire offensive, you know, output for a turn is fucked. And Sam mentioned something right, that right. they're all they're all I four. The list above it is all I four as well. That's interesting. So Sam made a good point about the the I fours. This list being I four, um, including Genesis Red, and the list immediately above it, the four rebels. Those are all I fours as well. I-4 is a big number in hyperspace, man. Yeah, it's interesting that one of our favorite topics to discuss 
basically through this entire history is that I4 has just always been in kind of that terrible spot where it gets bodied by the I by initiative fives, but there's never enough of them really to fight back against the full on, you know, six, seven, eight ships warm. And with kind of, you know, I'm going to say that with the number of bombs and rockets flying around in, in hyperspace right now, probably an eight man swarm just isn't, you don't get that same kind of resilience that you normally would. And so it's allowing enough room for some of the I-4s maybe to, to make more of a push than, than we've seen before. Yeah, and I've been a, a pretty vocal critic of this hyperspace format, as Vince, you probably have heard me. You'll fit in so perfectly I'm... well here. You'll fit uh, in very well here. <laughs> but but I, I, I will say that, that like it, it has allowed some of these more middling initiative named pilots to kind of come out and, you know, like Joy, Joy, Genesis Red, uh, Garvin, you know, these pilots that we haven't seen uh, play because they're just, like you said, they just get bullied by the the higher initiatives and then they get outgunned by the the swarm, the lower initiative swarms. Yep. And so it's kind of nice to have a format where it's not just I-1s or I-6s. You know, there's this nice kind of mix. But I still think the hyperspace format is bad, <laughs> just, I, <laughs> having I, said that. I think at this point we have to assume that 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 is what they curated it for. It's the hyperspace format. I don't mind it except that I can't remember it. Like I can't, <laughs> I can't build a list in my head for hyperspace because yeah. I have no idea what's what's legal for what chassis in hyperspace, right? And lucky for um, you, they just added a bunch of stuff to it. Yeah, and, and, and that's that's my only problem with it. But I think what they were going for, they succeeded at. Um, the middle initiative ships are really, really good in this hyperspace format. Some of the, uh, there are definitely a lot of the usual suspects when you look at the rest of these results. Five red squad vets from uh, Adam Kemper's, four red squad vets and a green squad with thread tracers. I actually really like that list, despite how much I hate thread tracers being so cheap. Um, even if you increase the price, that list is still playable because there's count them one to two three four copies of selfless in that list wow um max shirnako right below it with the uh, five cartel spacers and sarisu god knows some of us have seen that list enough times i mean you know is and it look at the just look at the composition you're looking at th basically nothing below below three ships and the vast majority of them four five six is this you know is this probably is hyperspace going to turn out to be in the future, kind of the efficiency meta area, and then when you really want to go into the deep end, do you you go play extended? I think they're gonna they're gonna change it up. I think that the, they're going to decide what they want to see people play with, and they're gonna they're gonna make hyperspace weird. And you know, hyperspace is now Portland. Keep keep hyperspace weird, man. <laughs> I think that. Uh, sorry, Drew, were you gonna say something? No, no, no. I was just agreeing with Jeff. Okay. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Um, so yeah, I think that uh, I actually so I, the the first hyperspace that they did, I really actually enjoyed that format. Um, this was the one like sort of right before the pandemic. I thought it made for some really interesting list building choices. Uh, it had a lot of stuff that I really enjoyed to fly. But here, I, I just feel like the way they curated this format was kind of lazy, where they were just like, okay, you either get named pilots or generics for each ship, and to me, that wasn't as curated as the previous format was where it was like, okay, you get fangs, but you don't get this fang, this fang, and this fang. And so I'm hoping moving forward that 
they will do uh, more justice to it and sort of figure out some interesting things rather than just being, okay, you get all the generics of this ship and all the name pilots of this ship. So I think that, you know, it's not really a, a premonition on what's going to happen going forward because I think they're going to totally change it. You think this is just going to be every six months they start throwing darts at the board and that's where we, you know, and that's the hyperspace we're going to end up with? Yeah, I mean, I hope they, I hope they do it though in sort of a targeted way uh, where it's not just, you know, this where it's like okay you know maybe an extended like you, you you take the extended format but you eliminate the top 20 ships you know or whatever the top 20 pilots something like that um or you eliminate the generic like there's ways to do it where you can um have more interesting list building choices i think than this one sort of has provided us with so do uh, the thing that that I'm curious about is how AMG is going to carry this forward. Yeah, replacing FFG. So, do any of you guys play Marvel Crisis Protocol? Do they? So, I, I mean, the things that I've seen, you know, Ryan Farmer is a big um, MCP guy, and the things that I've heard people talk about is that they are in AM, AMG seems to be interested in creating sort of cinematic organized play like it doesn't it's it might not be deathmatch hyperspace it might be you know uh some sort of weird uh you know hire a bounty hunter format something like that you know what i mean so i'm curious to see what what amg does with it because i think it will differ from what ffg has done up to this point because that's what we really need is uh, putting scum into some of the legacy factions and then allowing those to count as friendlies. That, uh, there's no way that's going to go wrong. Well, I mean, okay. it's just it's just a quick example, though, right? Like, the, so the no, format... No, Drew, I'm just being an asshole. The you for, know me. Right, but the format that Jeff is talking about, the new one that they just dropped for MCP, is about the Infinity Stones. And you build a list of heroes and you're trying to collect the Infinity Stones. And depending on whether or not you get them in each scenario different things will happen and so it doesn't matter if you win or lose everyone walks away with the contents from the kit the scenario is just a way to have fun and put stuff on the yeah, table sure. yeah i think it, it it'll be interesting to see how they approach x-wing though because mcp was their game and it's been out for a year whereas right. x-wing has a legacy of world <laughs> champions you know what i mean yep. so like there's mm-hmm. this yep. thirst amongst the competitive x-wing community to keep it that way and so like that stuff, I mean, I'm game for that at like the local game store, but you know, Gen Con comes to town, like I wanna freaking win the North American champion. You know what <laughs> exactly, I mean? So yeah. like uh-huh, uh-huh. Break out the hammers. Yep. Yeah, yep. and I think that they're in tune with that. Like I, I haven't gotten any signals that they don't understand that. I think they're just trying to like get everyone up to speed and like figure that out. So I think that will still occur. Uh, but I think for the local like kit tournaments, I think it's great that they're doing like something different rather than what they used to do, which is just like, here's a store championship kit, you know, play it like every other tournament. Like it'll be a kind of a cool scenario or something like that. I think that's a better way to like build the community and make it a little more accessible. But when it comes to like, time to like the competitive events, like I, you know, let's, let's game. But time, you know? I mean, they're they're not gonna they're not gonna mess with extended. Extended's always going to appeal to the hyper competitive players and they, but I, I could see them coming up with hyperspace formats that are competitive formats. I mean, one of the, the competitive players that I know that like hyperspace, they enjoy that 
they can't just rely on what they rely on and extend it. They have to find something different. They have to Burwick Rat. They have to throw the burwick <laughs> right? right? Um, yeah, uh, so, so I think that they it, it is possible that they could they can make competitive play that's not two hundred points six obstacles. And and and, uh, and and hyperspace is where you do that as opposed to extended. And and this is an interesting point that you bring up too, because I think that one of the most underrated aspects of X Wing in general is list building. And I think that people uh don't know how to list build because they just wait for somebody else to do it and then they take that list, right? That's or put their own twist on it. <laughs> yeah, but I think that, that that uh you know, you can use hyperspace to do that because you can make new metas whenever you want, Mm -hmm. you know? And I think that, uh, I would like to see, you know, maybe before every big tournament change the, change the format, you know, take some stuff out, put some stuff in because then it forces players to execute another aspect of X-Wing. Like I, I always, uh, so I used to play magic, the gathering competitively and like before every pro tour, they released a new set. And so, all the pros had to come in with new decks, with new metas, stuff they had never seen before, and that was an aspect of the competitive scene. And I think that hyperspace allows you to do that, where okay, you know, two months from Gen Con or a month from Gen Con, let's let's change hyperspace so you have a month right. to get ready. You know, and I I I love that. Uh, yeah. I think that would be great, yep. and they can use hyperspace to do that that exact thing. It would also be cool to see both formats treated as. It would be cool to see both formats treated as like true measures of how good people are and honestly not have hyperspace kind of counted as the little brother. Like, let's be real. Hyperspace is the little brother format. Like, if you're the extended world champion, it's like being the it's like the guy that wins the 100 meter dash. You win the 100 meter dash, you're the world's fastest man. If you win the extended world championship, you're the champion of the world. It would be nice for hyperspace to be treated that way at to the point where you could honestly run side by side events. And that way you would develop almost, I don't want to say like two separate cultures, but you would you would grow both segments of the community, people who want to have a more cinematic experience, and then the guys who just want to swing sledgehammers at each other. Or, I mean, one thing you could do too is you could do a, a split format. You know, that's what they do in, in Magic. They do it half constructed, half draft. And so you could have three rounds of extended followed by three rounds of hyperspace. Oh, know? okay. So I like, see what you mean. Um not like in the middle of the game. No, no, no. I think but, what I thought you meant was like, um, if you lose, you would drop out and you would go down. If you if you got knocked out of extended, oh. then you would get sent down to like, no, it's like the NIT, yeah. you get knocked in. Okay. That'd be pretty um, cool. But that, so you have to prove yourself in both formats. Yeah. 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 Right. And, and that the, would be dope. That'd the, be very cool. Well, the, and the best part about this too is that you would bring two different lists with you. Right? right. So yeah. you, would, you would have more ships or, or a <laughs> entirely separate faction. Depending on you where you were, be with more ships. yeah, you yeah, exactly. Make a rule, like, yep, yeah, you could make a rule. It's like you can't share uh, an upgrade or something, or, yeah, you know, whatever. Like, um, so, anyways, there's lots of avenues, but I think that that having a new format is um, keeps things is fresh. Something that, they, yeah, and it's something that they can leverage from a competitive standpoint. If, if, if they get creative game designers behind it and they act, you know, they, they talk to the part of the community that, or to members of the community who aren't just going to, 
you know, and I don't mean this in any kind of way. Uh, let me just say this. I don't mean this in any kind of way. The guys who break out the Texas Instruments as soon as they see a new meta and they're like, this is the mathematical best five ships I can put on the board or the mathematical best ship four ships I can put on the board. Those people have their place. We need them so that we know, you know, so that everybody knows what the baseline is. But there also needs to be a place for some, you know, some of the creative guys to have their influence on the game as well. Let's move on to uh, the Ace Gold Squadron Flight Cup Championship. This one's going to be a little bit different because, as we all know, this one had all the new uh, the legacy packs legalized in them. Um, your overall champion, number one in Swiss, number one in the cut, Steve Cotillo with Gore, uh, Commandant Goran and Predator. And then, if I remember correctly, four Black Squadron Scouts. That's the I-3 Striker, isn't it? Yeah, you have, yes. to, have, the, you have to have the talent slot. Yeah, so it's four I-3 strikers with disciplined and detonators. And boy, Drew, it looks like you're right. A one-point targeting computer turned out to be pretty good. Uh, yeah, especially on ships that have like a free boost and can drop bombs. Like, <laughs> it's Tur- turns two out bombs. That's pretty good. Two bombs every drop, right? Like that's wire. By the way, that's wire to wire. When's the last time we saw anybody go like wire to wire in Swiss and then in the cut? I don't remember the last time I saw that. And it's been a while since somebody went ten to zero. But this is just this list is you can't take the pieces of this list into other lists and and expect them to compete this list all has to be together it's the the aerolons the the disciplined commander goran the uh the thermal detonators they they all have to be together and it's going to be interesting to see how people this list is frankly i don't steve Cotillo, i'm not I'm not dissing you or anything, but I, I watched some games of this. This list is incredibly easy to fly. And um, it is, without a doubt, the most powerful jousting list in the game right now. And it is just unbelievable how well it all works together because of the the idiosyncrasies of these particular cards with each other. Um, For those who don't remember, Commandant Goran, Initiative 4, TIE Interceptor. After a friendly ship, it rains 0-3 to with a lower initiative than yours. Partially executes a maneuver. It may perform a red focus action, Um, meaning that against lower in its ships, block doesn't matter. And then as soon as one of your friends dies, everybody's double mounted. What what matters here is that... And Aerolons counts as a maneuver. Yeah, so they, so oh they, my yeah, so they, God, bump, I forgot. They, they bump each other, get the red focus, then do a blue maneuver and evade. Their focus evaded every turn. And if yeah. one of them does somehow die, they all the rest of them get target locks. Yep. Aerolons um, should never have counted as a maneuver. It is. Um, I mean, Aerolons sort of had to count as a maneuver for other reasons. It's just that it's it's it hits this. Yep. It hits Commandant yeah. Goran, and he's like, oh, I got a Woody. You know what the, the um, worst? It, it's just really, it's really good. And and I'm curious to see what's going to happen when people start bidding against each other with this list. There's there's a, there's a seven, there's a, this list has a seven-point bid. Seven-point bid? Correct. Yeah, so yeah it's, a, it's 193. Go, probably Predator. Next I, thing to go is the Thermal Detonator. Then another thermal detonator. No, I think it's just disciplined. You drop a couple of disciplined on him. No, 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 no. No, you do not. Okay, 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 okay. It's too good for one point. All right. Yeah. All right. Um, Uh, Drew, it's like you said. It's a one-point targeting computer on a ship that doesn't have one. Yep. If you're you're, uh, 
if your focus evaded already and you know one of your guys comes up lame on his green dice and just explodes on the spot, all you've done essentially is turn, especially if it's like a Zam who just deletes somebody, you know, you've just given uh you've just given three of your guys essentially an increase of what is it? I think it's three quarter of a damage each is what a lock is considered. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean you go from two point two five to or you go from two to two point seven five. And when you throw nine of that at somebody, you know, rip the homie. That's that's a wrap for somebody. Yeah, and I think this list, uh, we were just talking about list building. Uh, kudos to Steve. I mean, like, to find that combination of the the, yep. the Commandant Goron with the Strikers. I mean, mm-hmm, this is a list mm-hmm. that I would never play because Strikers scare the crap out of me. And I, I just, there's just too much, too much Matrix for me to, like, really get wrap my head around but um you know and then the fact uh the discipline is such a great upgrade here because you know aside from trade federation drones the black squadron scouts are probably the, the or the strikers in general are probably the, the ship to explode most frequently um and so <laughs> yep, you know yep. he basically just you know you all of a sudden the rest of your guys either either get a target lock or they get the barrel roll and get a shot on somebody yep. so it's yep. just I mean, and, and watching that final game, if you guys didn't, didn't see the final game against Matthew Carey, like Matthew couldn't even shoot the strikers that he wanted to shoot because nope. he was so petrified of, of getting oh, locks back or giving that barrel roll. So it was just like, it's such a mind game with this list, with the disciplined. And then the fact that he gets, what, 16, it's just, I mean, <laughs> like with, with the thermal detonators, like... um Thermal it's detonators are a problem. Scary. Thermal detonators scary are a problem. Yeah. yeah. yeah so, the, so you know, kudos to Steve uh, for for building this list in such a short time, and that's why you know I love this tournament because because like I said, it really made people look at list building as like a competitive thing, and I'm so glad that that Dion made the the, the new stuff legal because all of a sudden we got this such interesting new things in this format, and uh, you know, kudos to Steve for coming up with the best list. Uh, yeah, I mean, if you oh, go ahead, Jeff. Did you guys did did any of you other than Sam see the see the final? No. I still haven't watched it. I look forward to it. I'm I've been very busy. So it was a great game. It was a it, it was a great game, and it was a comeback game because mm-hmm. um, he he got down and um, and and came back, and it just didn't like he did that all the way through pretty much, right? He would he would lose a ship or two. And then the the list would just start fire like going into just redlining, going into overdrive, and and pop pop the the rest of the the other list would get taken out, and, uh, and it was really amazing. He he actually gave credit to a friend of his who suggested the list, by the way. So uh, so um, whoever that friend was, congrats to him and con- congrats to Steve. It is you you. Never joust this list. I don't care what you think you've got. What you think you've got, don't joust it. And and I I would be interested to see if he played against any barons and if he did, if he took initiative or not. Because I would assume he would take initiative. Because all of a sudden then you have four blockers and you get the Commandant Goran where you get to token stack Plus against you the get barons. To do your your leapfrogging without the without getting blocked yourself so yes i would exactly expect he would right the right so excellent excellent list building and uh 
yeah, incredible run, obviously, coast to coast. Does not happen very often. Um, Of course, we did mention just a moment ago, Mr. Matthew Carey coming in second, a man whose bona fides need no uh, no recollection. Hera with Proton Rockets, Ahsoka with Proton Rockets, Stock Luke's uh, Stock Blue Squad Escort. So, I mean, you're talking about mostly bare-bone rebels with a little bit of ordnance, with initiative, um, with force. Two new A-Wings. Two two of the new A-Wings, and they just got, you know, this is how listen you know sorry jeff i I, i'm going to take over for a second this is what i was trying to tell people when i said engagement phase actions are insanely powerful this is like this is the only reason why volt scaris's ability at all would ever be considered because you know the ability to reposition at i5 in the initiative in the engagement step and a certain moment could be game changing when you give it to an entire list for one point each, that I-5 Luke, that I-5 Ahsoka, that I-6 Hera, it almost doesn't mean anything. Because when you back roll, you open your arc up. I mean, you know, that's a significant gap. And like I've done it with Aaron enough times for it to be valuable. Jeff, you saw me do it in a couple of our games, even though I got shrecked. Aaron gave me shots that I have no business getting the majority of the time. So when you give that to a whole list and then make it white... Which, you know, we'll talk, you know, that's maybe something that should be adjusted. That's insanely good. That's why passive sensors are good. That's why Zeta squads are so good. And, you know, I think we're going to see this with Hopeful when people start applying it to the right ships. I don't think it goes on A-Wings because they're already using their boost. Um, and I, I disciplined was probably the best of the three. And they all should end up probably closer to three points than one. Well, no yeah. one's tried. No one's tried FET with Cutthroat and Stealth Device yet, so <laughs> we'll we'll see. We'll see about that. Did you but have I do to agree. say it? I I mean it, it. It will. It's coming. It's coming. But no, I, 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 it's I, I don't think at one point there's cut neither Cutthroat or Hopeful compared to Disciplined. Very true. No, because tar- because because it's a ship that it's a one of them is an ability that the Empire has a very serious problem getting. And it's the target lock. But efficient ships also... that if they had it, it was it would be really strong, right? Like the strikers yeah. don't mm-hmm. have the target lock, yeah. so yeah, yeah. yeah. And imperial ships die. Yes. But rebel ships, it's hard to take out a yep. rebel ship yep. to trigger hopeful. Right? Like, Sometimes, yeah. You know, it's like imperial... <laughs> Unless it's Wedge. If you're running Wedge, put Hopeful in the rest of your list because he will die immediately. <laughs> <laughs> um but I, I'm just, I, I am really glad to see so much, so many rebels in this using the new A wings. I love the new A wings. Love them. I don't think there's a bad A wing. I don't think there's a single bad one. Nope, but there are better ones. Hera and oh yeah, you know are... there is definitely an animal farm syndrome going on among the rebel A wings. Um, all are equal, but some are definitely more equal than the others. Yeah, I mean, I think that Hera and Ahsoka are the two stars. Uh, I didn't realize how good Hera was until I saw her this weekend, and I was like, oh. "Yeah, to take that is really good." Yeah, <laughs> um, and Ahsoka's just good. Um, just in, I mean, Ahsoka's Rebels' first true ace. Uh, like they, in my opinion, like she high initiative, passive mods. Um, you know, can stack up with the evade, uh, also a support ship. Like she's, she can kind of do it all. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, it's a it's a solid list. I I think what hurt him in the final was that lack of a third ship with three attack dice, because um, he he got two proton rockets off and they both had five hits. Yep. In that game, and he still lost the game. Uh, <laughs> wow. He one shotted two different ships, I believe. Yep. Was that right, Jeff? He, won, he, he got one two one taps and he lost. He one shotted yeah. at least one. I don't I, I don't remember. That Maybe the second time. one wasn't a one shot, but it was. He got two five hit proton rocket shots. <laughs> That's crazy. Um, and he still lost. Yeah. So that, but you know, because at the end of the game he had Hera and Ahsoka, and he just couldn't. Yeah, Luke. Do Luke can't take the strikers. Luke can't stand up to that many three die double mods. Mm-hmm. Luke can do a lot of things, but he can't stand in with that, especially when what's shooting at him is far more maneuverable. He he didn't make what I consider to be kind of a, a weird mistake with Luke, where Luke got taken uh. out with bombs, and and in my opinion, he should not have. Um, he he didn't run when he could have. Now, granted, it was difficult to see that he could have run because you've got to realize that Ahsoka can can coordinate Luke. Yeah, and even with stress. Yep. Um, and, and if you don't see that, and you don't see how you can move Ahsoka to get the coordinate, and you don't see how you can move Luke to take advantage of that, but Luke did not have to die there. So that was uh, that was one major mistake that might very well. I think Sam's right. Not having the three die gun, I think that that might very well have made a difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's. You know, it's it's a trade-off because uh, you, you, he went for the splash damage and the survivability of the two A-wings versus, you know, for example, like uh, another X-wing or a B-wing or something like that that you could slot in. So, um, and again, great list building. Obviously, he's an incredible pilot um, and really showing off the power of those new A-wings, which is cool. It's good to see Rebel A-wings back, I think. Right above him, we should give a shout-out to maybe the world's most preeminent uh, A-Wing player, Nobby, the man, the myth, the legend, with, I never thought I would say it out loud, this is like, Derek Clivian is a, we said this on the show, Derek Clivian is a B-minus, and he's the worst pilot in the group. Uh, Derek Clivian, Shara Bay, Wedge, uh, now I'm assuming that's that's gotta be uh, A-Wing Wedge. There's no way you fit X-Wing, Wedge, Ahsoka, and Hera with two other ships. I tried. Um, and then Ahsoka with Patience, Instinctive Aim, and Prockets. Uh, Hera with Thread Tracers. All right. I'm going to start with Hera with Thread Tracers in my work by, and then work my way down. If Hera's ability is to pass tokens, whether they be locks or focuses, why in the name of God are you wasting your, initi- your, your first shot that you need to either strip a damage or strip a token or deal real damage. Why are you putting that on Thread Tracer? Someone sell me on that. I, I, I I'll jump in shot. here. Go ahead, Drew. Oh, sorry. Uh, uh, I, well, it does have to be your first shot. There's no one else I six on on that list. No, but Thread Tracers doesn't have to be your first shot. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, um, but then you would want to. Sorry, Drew. I, I, I no, 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 no. Go this. ahead. No, no. Would you, right. would you want to use Thread Tracers when you have the maximum number of ships on the board? I mean, generally speaking, yes, but, uh, you know, there's there's something... Keep in mind that Thread Tracers have this weird... They have this, this secondary effect where when the when the vector guns are toward the back, Thread Tracers are still toward the front. Yes, yeah. So, um, you know, it, it's... You, you're, you want to use them when you're getting maximum value for them, obviously, but there's something to be said for just giving two or three ships a target lock. Okay. 
Yeah. Drew, go ahead. Yeah, so the so I've been running five A wings, and I've run like four different variants. My wife and I play, or we've gotten back into playing, um, and playing the six ship ties named Tie Swarm, and then the Light and Dree and seven um, academies is not it's not an easy list to go up against. I was running Hera with Thread Tracers for about three or four games, and you know you got to put her in danger to get those Thread Tracers off, unless you're really good with positioning. And I couldn't justify it. And I figured, you know, Terra trying to give the target locks to Shara um, with Prockets in, in one variant, or, you know, with Jake with Prockets with another variant, it was just too much of a hassle. And I found Hera to just be better with Predator and Prockets herself um, over the Thread Tracers. And everyone else can kind of just, you know, do what they do. I, I couldn't justify it, and I still can't. Sam, what are you, what's your feeling on this? Uh, honestly, I just wanted, I would want to ask Nobby about it and what his reasoning was because yeah. he's, mm-hmm. yep. he plays A-Wings more than anybody in the world. I think I can probably yeah. confidently 100%, 100%. Um, I think grumpy, I think grumpy grandpa over in, uh, over at Recon Specialist would be his only true challenger for most love of five A's. But anyway. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, I think the threat of thread tracers is pretty significant just, just because again, the, we're not talking about the the five resistance A's that just get two hits every time. I mean, this is a different animal. And and getting those target locks to uh, isn't Shara the one that you can like spend your lock and get an extra die or, or get yes, you get a guaranteed focus result. Yep. Yeah. So 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 there is some utility here where you get the guaranteed focus with Shara. Ahsoka gets the double modded proton rocket. So there's there's some sharing. I guess Derek. Uh, after you acquire or spend a lock, you so you can remove a red token if you so yeah. please. So so there's 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 reasons to use the locks. I think for but also just like it's two points. Like where else are exactly. you going to spend those points? You know, it's exactly. And it keeps her, it keeps Hera relatively cheap. So you mm-hmm. know, you've got you, you, you if you've got a chance, you're trying to get people to shoot at Ahsoka, honestly, because Ahsoka's got three fourths and she's got. Um, she's got her uh, her evader, her focus token, you know, whatever. You'd, you'd rather people shoot at Ahsoka rather than at Hera. Hera would rather have her keep her token to pass to somebody else. She doesn't want to spend it on defense. Yeah. Right. Um, so you know, it's 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 an interesting balance. And and I saw I saw the play of a, of at least one get one of these games, and it you know it really worked out well. There was a point where. Um, where hobby sorry derek where he uh, needed to get rid of his stress and the the thread tracers let him get rid of his stress and you know and it, i wondered it was it was pretty nice so and i wonder too if he ever um like coordinate well i say coordinate but if he ever used ahsoka's ability to give hera the focus and then hera took a lock to get the double modded threat tracers and then gave the lock back to Ahsoka. Right. You know, there's there's the double action with Ahsoka. So, and again, two points. It's two points. So, like, I'd much rather have a threat tracers than a random predator. You know, on a on a ship. But I've also never flown five rebel a wings, so I'm sure that Drew could talk me out of that reasoning. Let's talk about uh, James Ritter, two spots below him. Again, a person whose name needs no, or bona fides need no repetition. Um, running very close to the same list. However, he brought an X-Wing along with uh, the Vectored Cannons upgrade. Um, I am not a proponent of these. I don't, I think without 
the adaptive optics and without heroic, you don't have the same uh, offensive reliability. And, you know, again, rebels are a jousting faction. You play off, you know, this rebels go head to head with people. That's how they win. That's how they've always won. There are very few exceptions to that rule. And, Hera with Thread Tracers and Vectored, Wedge with Vectored, Shara with Vectored, for, uh, Jake with Vectored, and then Garvin with Hopeful and uh, obviously Servo Motors. I'm actually a huge fan of putting Hera and Garvin and Jake together. I think that that's the it, it feels like a lot of action efficiency. It feels like almost too much, but I think in the meta that we are in, you know, in today, Rebels need that many tokens flying around in order for them to be in the right place at the right time, and it's very easy for somebody to get focused down, you know, say like a Shara, and all of a sudden you've lost a quarter, you know, 20, 20% of your offense if you don't have a way to just keep that shuffle going. So I think I'm hoping that Garvin finds his way into a lot of these lists. I have my own version that swaps out um, Wedge for Lieutenant Blount just because I like extra dice. But I, you know, I think you're look between Nobby and James Ritter, you're looking at probably the standard A Wing build if that's the direction you want to go and it's just relying heavily on three green dice and a focus token. I think those are probably the two archetypes going forward. The more I play with the A-Wings, the more I have discovered, and maybe this is just because I'm going up against so many goddamn TIE Fighters, um, <laughs> I can't I can't get past them, right? Like, you know, you come in... You, you come in... Well, no, not, well, hold on. No, I don't know about that. But you, you, you engage them at, you know, uh, sometimes at range one or range two um and then they you know you have to move before they do right at least with the with the six named tie fighters now the the ah, the academies yep. is a different story but with when i my wife's bread and butter is you know hal runner iden and, and gideon and, and all all venom insane and whatever um and i found myself like with the with the asteroids maybe it's just the way i fly them i can't i can't jump past them but I could turn away from them. And I think to myself, man, vectored cannons, like, is there something to this that I'm not seeing, right? Like, I know, Vince, as you just went into, they don't have the um, the advanced optics to, to, to get, you know, you get the one hit, right? You can change the other die into a hit. Um, I just, I don't know, the more I, the more I think about it, the more I'm wondering if it's just the way that I'm flying them. But I, I see it, and I and again, I, you know, uh, Sam, as you mentioned with Nobby, I'd want to talk to James. I want to see some of his uh, games and see how well the vectored cannons actually did for him. I think one of the one of the most often overlooked benefits of vectored cannons um, is that it turns Hera into a blocker. Well, I elaborate, please. No, that's I, I. I agree with Jeff. That's it's true. It, no, no, no. I just don't understand what he means. So, because of the because of the timing frame, the time frame of uh, the vector cannons of your boost. Got it. Yep. System phase action. Got it. Taking ships that are at relatively high initiative, and you, you've you've put them in the way of lower initiative ships, and mm-hmm. I think that the the players that can figure figure out, especially in a dense sort of obstacle field, the players that figure out how best to utilize that are going to get a lot of use out of vector vector cannons. Mm. Not necessarily the the rotate, right? It's um but but the the ability to do it in the phase that the in the system phase. So let's ask a big question here. Assuming Steve didn't run into either of those lists, either Nobby or James Ritter, do you still take 
Steve, by far, is it a closer game than the final was? No. <laughs> no? I don't think so. It's just too good a list. Yep. With three attack dice opinion, with the target yeah, locks. And the thing is, he's going to have the bid every time, so... Yep. Yeah, that's a pretty that's a pretty deep bid. Yeah. That's hard to crack. All right. Uh, anyone else here that we... Uh, I mean, any, any other lists on here we might want to talk about? Shout out to uh, uh, gotta... Torsborn for running Arbol Crinid. Um, I think probably... Oh, yeah, go ahead. You got to... Oh, uh, sorry. Oh, tell I, me I you got a bail. trying to interrupt you. Uh, no, I don't have the bail. Uh, oh, okay. I'm... I, I one of my favorite lists of the tournament is Alex Smittle, Fenral, Bosk with Zam, Gamma Key. We were gonna Rito, get there. And then, oh, sorry. No, no, no. Please talk. Go, go, go. Uh, you beat and then Kanan with Protectorate Gleb and Moldy Crow. I, I I saw this on stream and I was like, dude, I gotta put this bad boy on the table because I just I mean, Fenral is already hard to kill. And then Kanan. And you take an attack die away every yep. turn with Kanan, and then uh, that Bosk is just nasty because you can keep the reinforced token there it is uh, going going into your engagement um and then kanan can coordinate every turn because he can stack up with the moldy crow and th and the thing is a, a moldy crow hawk can hit just as hard <laughs> as fen rao and bosk i mean it, yeah i mean it's it's no joke that three mm -hmm. three dice uh, at the front so um i saw that list and i was like that's that's good list building right there and uh you know he can the the game he played on stream he just dismantled his opponent it was what he, was it against it was, he did roll a crap ton of, of critical of natural criticals though that was that was kind of nice to see yeah that, that helps bosk a lot <laughs> that helps bosk yeah uh, i can't remember what he was against but it was the game was over in like 20 minutes like it yeah, was it that, was pretty wild he had that one extreme range he he one shotted a ship at at just barely in range three. And oh, yeah, he one-shotted Soontir, I believe. Yeah, I think with Boss. It was Soontir. He one-shotted Soontir uh, with yeah. the token at range three. And oh, no. <laughs> I, I, thought, I, I mean, I just sort of felt the, the Soontir player's balls just yeah. kind of pull up into his stomach. <laughs> like, ah. Yeah. You, you of all people would feel that pain, Jeff. That's Your green dice. like. <laughs> Uh, well, oh. I mean, it wasn't he didn't blank out. He rolled an evade. It's just it's boss. So he rolled he rolled four damage at at range three, and Suntir rolled an evade, and that's it. Bye, Suntir. Yeah, yeah. What happened? I, I'm remembering now is he focus boosted into range three with Suntir. He took the shot. Boss got the target lock from the Zam yep. trigger. Fired <laughs> that. Yeah. So it's uh, but that list is nasty. It um, is. It's the cane in every turn is just, I mean, Kanan and the Hawk, and we talk about a piece right there. That's a, yeah, Oh, we, we, we did. Didn't we drill? Yes, we Good, did. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's, you'll, you'll be seeing. I him. love the new Hawks. <laughs> yeah. The new Hawks are great. I love scum. So, so it's just, I, I can't wait to get, get in, get those on the table. Kanan and Finn in particular is just yeah. un. I mean, that's just mean. nasty. Finn at range one. You know, you're like, okay, I'm going to take a lot of damage, but I'll have a chance to do some damage at Finn. No? Nope. You really don't. You do not. <laughs> and yeah, by the way, guys, especially... this is... Oh, no, go ahead, Sam. Oh, yeah, I was just going to say, especially because uh, the Kanan abilities, you point it towards your own ship. Like, that's the most broken part about it, is, like, you yeah. don't even have to try to guess where they're going to be, like you do with the rest of the Hawks, yep. right? Yep. Uh, yep. Well, Well, I mean... The scum hawks, because the the rebel hawks, you point at your own ships. But 
still, it's just, it's so good. And, and this list is just, I mean, it's, I would not want to sit across from that. And this is, you know, this is with that ex- the additional efficiency. We do love that word on this show of having, you know, essentially in every other turn, double tapping uh, boss because of the Zam crew upgrade. You've got Gamut to hold on to that reinforce, which is, I think, kind of the go-to for what that, that crew card is being used right now. Although, I mean, we don't know what games he did. He might have gone with Drew's strategy of just stacking those focus tokens quite literally all the way to the ceiling. Um, but this, guys, this isn't even Kanan with Maul. He didn't even bring two force. <laughs> this is just one. And, you know, you just let Maul run fucking, or you just let uh, Fen run wild over people, assuming that, you know what, I'm going to hit you with four dice. I'm going to hit you with five. You're going to hit me with two or three. I'm going to do damage and you're not. And I'm going to win an individual fight after individual fight after individual fight. And by the end of the game, I'll have lost the Hawk. I may have lost half of Bosk, but Fen's going to have killed your entire list. Yeah. Yeah. I, and that's you know, for me, this is this was the list of the tournament. Um, for me, I mean, aside from the winner, obviously that, that was mm-hmm. an ingenious list. But this list, to me, that I saw that one and I was like, that's that's smart list building right there. That's that's good stuff. And that's the only Kanan list in the cut. Somehow, I don't think you see him in anywhere else. Is he even? Is there were there more people that were taking him? Let's find out. Control F, the power of the internet. Uh, there's one, 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 yeah, one cannon. I don't believe. One. I I don't believe that's that. Why insanity. did no one? Sanity. Oh, that's madness. But this that's is actually nuts. Before we get into this with Kanan, I was gonna say, um, one of the reasons why I stopped flying Fenrao in Scum was because of things like thermal detonators, like the mm-hmm. just bombs in general. He really has a hard time getting away from with that three blue forward being his fastest he can go. Right, like especially up against you, know, like a medium base ship, or let alone a large base ship. Um, so that's just that's crazy. There's only mm-hmm. one of them. One Kanan. I, wow. I just don't think that people. I don't think people realized just how strong it is with uh, with a piece like Fenrir. I mean that it's not bad. It's not that it's bad in and of itself, but when you combine it with Concordia face off when you combine it with with Fenral extra dice, it just takes it, it pushes it to that point where it's just like wow yeah that's that's absolutely genius that's that's the way that you fly it and I, I mean I remember telling you guys you're not going to see Kanan Jarrus with Maul it's you're going to keep him relatively cheap he took Moldy Crow because what else is he going to do and he wants a three die ship yeah if he didn't need a three die ship if for example he had a way to get another ship in there i don't think he'd take moldy crow because he's not getting a major part of moldy crow's value is the extension of the arc yep another 90 degrees and he's not he's not getting that value from moldy crow so um it's just that's really just i i would be afraid of kanan with fenral i'd just be terrified of it i just don't know i'm afraid of kanan without fenral <laughs> i'm afraid of kanan just as his own package you know like if like imagine if you decided that you wanted to just stack kanan to the ceiling and you know put up like a 70 80 point build and it's like hey every time you shoot at me i you know like say you put a stealth device on him let's say you put like a cutthroat cutthroat stealth device and then you put um uh, you put Zam Crew on him. Hi, every time you shoot at me, you're shooting into three green dice. I've got two force points. I take away one of your dice. 
I've got focuses. And then if one of my friends dies, I regen my stealth device. Fuck you. Like, you <laughs> go ahead, keep shooting at me. The rest of my list is running wild while you're mag dumping this 80 point hawk. Like, you know, there's probably a lot of ways you can use this ship that people aren't thinking of more than I'm thinking of. I'm not the most creative man in the world. I just, you know, but the fact that there's only one of these is hilarious to me. Uh, to me, it, to me, that feels a lot more like people are just doubting the hawk again, which is, you know, if you want to talk about failures of the X-Wing community, the inability to appreciate the Hawk 290 in this entire meta for two years, I think is probably one of the worst failures. All like Janors all the way up through, all the way up to Kanan now. You mean the Rebel Hawk then? Any Hawk. Like, I, you know. I think, think Torkoal has gotten a, a pretty good amount of love in the Hawk, man. I think it's hard. Sure, to but I don't think Palov ever got enough love. Like people think he's, a, people use him as a meme. When he's incredibly powerful, I mean, like when you see Payla, like Sam, you run a stream. When somebody puts Payla on the board, does the entire does chat go, "Ooh, it's Payla," or does chat go, "Oh shit, it's meme time"? <laughs> well, I think with Payla, like when Second Edition first came out, Payla was cheaper, like significantly cheaper, because the, the crow was only like twelve points. Yeah, Payla himself, and so he was played a lot like right at the beginning and then they just jacked him up so much that I think he didn't get much play yeah. and that's probably why he doesn't get play but he's I mean he's super scary like I I'm not a fan of playing against him it just totally changes your way of playing the game it does like completely uh, but I find and that's what I love about scum is they yeah go ahead sorry sorry I, I find Paylob annoying not scary <laughs> like I do find him annoying right he's he does like Sam said he changes the way you have to play you you have to think, am I going to take this token just to have it stolen away from me? Mm -hmm. uh, would I actually get more utility out of a reposition, right? But but it's not, it isn't a scary thing. It's it's an annoying thing. Whereas uh, Torkoal is, is frightening, man. Um, yeah, especially with three car, with three, three ship focuses shooting at you. Yeah, um, and, and that's what I think the difference is. I mean, I just want to remind you of that game we saw when we were commentating on Nick's stream, where he brought Paylob, uh, he brought Paylob out against three Jedi generals, and he smoked him like a ham. Like he for like you force starved he force starved the three Jedi to death, and then Dangar just killed everybody. Yeah, like it's it's not that you know I, I get what you're saying that you know Paylob's annoying because it's like oh great there goes my you know there go my tokens. I think that that's moderately terrifying considering some of the stuff that's going to be that is out there for scum now. Like, like if you have no token, do you even shoot at Zam? Do you even risk the odds that you're going to take that shot? Because yeah, because knowing that the return is going to have more mods than you probably. Yeah, I don't have any idea because when I play against somebody with Zam, I just trust them that they're going to do what they want to do, and I don't. <laughs> Jeff does not like Zam Wessel. Jeff does not like Zam Wessel. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's just a badly designed card. Sorry. Um, I you, I agree with you. Yep. I think it's I think it's poorly designed. As card. as long as you tell them that you, they better mean business God before they it. before they flip the card. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Drew, at some point, Vince is going to show up at your front door and he's just going to fuck you in the nose. Uh, you know what I'm. You know what I'm going to. You know. Hold on. You know. You know. Here we go. Here we go. He's going to walk up to my That's door. Jeff, you hold just on. Gave yeah. Yeah. No, but it's great though. It's you great though. It's so great. I open the door. I open the door and um I say, "You better mean business." And God Vince goes. <laughs> Yeah, you yeah, better yeah. thank me. And he's my bad, my, 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 my bad. My bad. 
Uh, all right. Uh, now that we've uh, we've gone over, you know, now that we've talked about the effect that it had, and probably, and also we, I, I do want to real quick before we jump on to the, to the Phoenix cell, let's ask, you know, is there it is hopeful just not as good or not as good, just not as good as the other two. No, it's An just old... a combination of factors. They obviously meant to have them in parallel. It's just that the the way that uh, Imperial works and the way that Scum works are are more in sync with the benefit of their cards. If let's let's ask a dangerous question and then we'll then we'll move on. What if Hopeful had been an evade? That's worse. Yeah. Worse. You think that's worse in Rebels if they have access to an evade that almost none of them have? Well, it's after your ship is destroyed. Yeah. So, yeah. like, sure, but you're, okay, you're, so here's... Okay, go ahead. So here's my thing about all of these. The best one is Disciplined because you get a target lock that lasts beyond the turn. Yes. And it's always going to be useful. The Scum one is can be useful, but it's very situated. Like, I don't like cards in X-Wing where you don't get to choose when they're useful and when they're not. It's at sort of the mercy of where you are in the game. So, for example, like, say you have uh, contraband cybernetics. You haven't used your contraband cybernetics yet, and your ship dies. You have cutthroat. You don't get to recharge your charge. You know? Like, it, it, there some things, things have to happen before it's useful. Whereas discipline, you get target locks. Yep. Like, you get to keep those the rest of the game. This one, like, hopeful, you get a focus, but... It might be completely worthless, right? Um, okay. Whereas the target lock is always good. Yeah, like, it's never bad to get a target lock. Right. So, uh, yeah, I mean, discipline should be more expensive than the other ones. I think discipline should be two points, probably. Probably. Yep. Absolutely uh, agree. All right, we definitely ran over the time I wanted to spend on those two tournaments, but I'm I'm glad we did. I think we got some good juice out of that. Uh, let's talk about the full release of the Phoenix Cell Pack. We'll try to do this quick since we've got one guy working his ass off and the other dude three hours ahead of us. In order, uh, Harris Adola in the B-Wing. We don't need to revisit her ability. She's 55 points. Yay or nay? <laughs> yeah, I was... I, I, if without Hera in the A-Wing, I'd be like, cool, right? Like, let's yeah. try it. But, but hair in the A wing is just so much better. Is that how that's kind of where we're going I, with this? I, I mean, she's cheap, man. There's no you can't beat being cheap. It's a very, it's a very cheap ice. Points, cheap <laughs> points. Sorry. With two talent slots, lest we forget. You, you just get more from <laughs> I six in an A wing than you get from I six in a B wing. And I say that as somebody who caped really hard for hair in the B wing. No, I, I, so I, I surrender the point. I just don't think that she's array good, you know. Yep, I don't. I don't care for B wings in general. So yeah, hair on the A wing for sure. Uh, next up, the 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 free. What are we calling this? The free edition, the bonus B wing that I don't think anybody expected until two days before the pack released. Netrum Pollard. After you barrel roll, you may choose one friendly ship that is not stressed at range zero to one. You may gain one stress token, then rotate one hundred and eighty degrees. It's a weird ability, but I kind of like it, and it's only. Three points more than a blade squad. I mean, it should have just said when you barrel roll, give your stress to another B wing because you're never going to take him without another B wing. Which is what is it, ten nub or um, what's the other guy, Braylon? Braylon. Yeah. I mean, I don't know well, about that. I 
you're you're not necessarily giving your stress, right? You're you're giving you just, them a stress. Yep. You can you can still have a focus, and you get you get your weird um, no forward no forward uh, uh, Koigren turn, right? It, yeah, it's just like it's a it's a very weird ability. It's it's an I three, and I haven't really looked at it before, but it's pretty it's pretty powerful. I mean, Braylon's not yeah. going to say no to a stress token. The other thing is because it's at the end of a barrel roll, you've actually got this really interesting kind of, uh, what do you want to call it? Almost like a, kind of like your, you know, like a key ability where it's like you you really have control over where you want to fit this 180 mm-hmm. in because you've got, um, do I want to be all the way forward and then rotate? Do I want to be all the way backward and then rotate? Do I want to be in the middle and then rotate? And technically, it, I think it's cool. I like. I don't know how I would use this. Um, he he's your dedicated anti flanker slash. You know, I don't need Leia to flip all the way around. Um, I'm just not sure how he survives to to make good use of this ability. Mostly. Right. Yeah. Because he's gonna be. He's probably gonna be in front. Right. Well, I mean, you're you're talking about the faction that has access to Bigs and Selfless. So uh, if you build if you build to keep him alive, which you know, you, we can argue the efficacy of investing and in keeping an initiative three pilot alive. It's probably not great, but if you wanted to, you could. Yeah, I mean, I, he's. I, this is actually the first time I've looked at him. It's a, it's a really cool ability, and he's actually a really incredible knife fighter because you can just like one bank barrel yep. roll, turn around. Like <laughs> it's pretty sweet. And the fact that he's initiative three, you can just pass the stress to like a ship that's going to do a blue maneuver if you want to. I'm just so, not I'm, um, comparing him to Ten Num. Is you, you're you oh, really yeah, not going to pick up him. the two points for yeah. Ten Num? Yep. Yeah. You'd be fun in Ace's eye. Right. Right. Ace's eye. No, I guess you can't pass the yeah, stress. You can't, you, can... you can't run him in Ace's eye. Damn. You can well, like. You, I mean, you could, but he can't rotate it. He can't do his. He can't pull the donut in Ace's eye. I guess would be the or way do, to say. Do it. you have to pass the stress token? Uh. Oh no. It says you Chrome. All right, never mind. I'm spitballing. Forget what I forget. I no, said no, that. no. You're good. Um, <laughs> yeah, the 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 paid the ship gaining a stress token is the paid cost. So you cannot run the ship. You cannot rotate by yourself. Um, all right. Uh, we already talked about Hera. Uh, or sorry, we already talked about Hera. Uh, Hera at 42. I think everybody here agrees. Incredible value. Great pilot ability. There's nothing on that that, that she is wanting right now. Right. Yep. Yeah. Ahsoka at 49. Uh, Drew I, Drew and me were arguing about this pretty heavily for like five straight episodes. <laughs> I'm sorry, dude. Three fourths worth it. Right. But I you know, Drew, you were saying you thought he was she was gonna be more than the Grand Inquisitor, and I for some reason was dumb enough to think that she'd be down by like Luminara. So we we ended up kind of right in the middle. How are you feeling about 49? I I am actually I'm very estranged because I don't really know, like, Ahsoka using her ability, um, you know, spends two of her three force, and if you put her in a list, I don't really know what she's supposed to do. Do you want the Prockets? But you have to focus, and or even though you have the focus from the force, right, to use the Prockets, right? Like, do you want the Foresight? Like, I still am unsure. I haven't played her yet, um, surprisingly, but she was, like, the first one. I was like, yes, I want to do this Hera and Ahsoka in a thing. And I was like, man, nothing, no, you know, Hera could hit hard with the Prockets, but, like, what is the point of Ahsoka in a list other than to give actions? Like, she doesn't, 
I, I feel like Jeff was, you know, when he was saying earlier, like the A-Wings have a hard time giving a punch, right? Like. Anybody want to jump in on that? I, I, I mean, mean I, I think she's incredibly flexible. I think that you, she works with Prockets and a focus token because then she uh, that frees up her force to coordinate one of her teammates. Um, right. And obviously, you know, you can't use her ability every turn. There have to be recharged turns. But I think because she's in an A-wing, that's always going to be the case. You know, eventually you stop being able to use Jake because he's in an A-wing and the rest of your ships are either are, are much slower than he is. So Or were until now. Yeah, um, I, I think that, yeah, that's a good point, actually. Um, I think that uh, she's just, just the three force. If she were two force, I would not be so high on Ahsoka, um, even though she's my favorite Star Wars character. But three force, I, I just don't think. I think she's phenomenal at forty nine points. Yeah, I've been yeah. trying to write. Um, oh no, Sam, go ahead. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I think she's great. Um, so my 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 comp for her is Obi Wan in the Aether Sprite. Uh, no CLT, no nothing. Um, and I think that's a good comparison and he's 49. I think 49 is appropriate. I was hoping she was going to be one or two points cheaper, but I think I was hoping for that. Mm -hmm. Um, and like I said earlier, she's really, uh, rebels first true ace. I mean, that, that has the passive mods can take the evade token, can reposition out of arcs. Uh, really none of their other ships can do that. And she, in addition to providing that utility of, you know, giving a ship an action basically for free because she has three fours and she still has a force left over to take the evade. So I think she's great. Uh, I think there's plenty of, yeah, yeah. Or a stress ship. I think there's plenty of design space for her. I've been running her with, with Han and like totally tricked out Han and the Falcon. It's a blast. I love it. So let me, uh, this is just a question to see if I can trigger Jeff Uh, with three green dice with three green dice and the evade action on the bar. Is there an argument to put Brilliant Evasion on Ahsoka? No. Darn, I wanted a bigger response out of that. You've been flying her with Brilliant Evasion. I, I tried you, you Brilliant have? Evasion on... on what, what was it that I tried it on? And, you were running it on fucking four, uh, Stealth Device Ada Jedi, you scumbag. And, and it still didn't, <laughs> still didn't work. I mean, it's, it's, just, it's just bad. It's so bad. The, the best use of brilliant evasion that i've ever had was i put it on vader um because what it allows you to do with vader in the tie advanced is spend your focus token on offense aggressively because you don't need to save your focus for defense mm. and so that's what brilliant evasion gives you on vader but again it's kind of like if you have the points for it you know yeah. i think it's better than hate on on vader because my, my my only thought about it, actually, I did have a valid, I think a valid reason for asking that, is um, Brilliant Evasion on Ahsoka basically does prevent her from really ever being force starved all the way down. Like you, if you do, if you have any paint and she goes into a fight, if you, she goes into a fight and you roll any paint, you know, she's, she's essentially like an Inquisitor, but tougher, right? Like she's, she's evading off that single blank and then she doesn't have, you know, there's, you're spending one force instead of a focus token. So it's it's like flying around with a calculator evade the whole time almost. Yeah, it's just you know it doesn't work if they're you're in their bullseye arc and the odds of rolling 
two or two or more eyeballs is so low and it's just like there there's just better things you can do with the points i mean just always i just wanted to see if i could get you riled up all right i mean uh Next up, uh, the man, the myth, the legend, Wedge at 35. Initiative four pulls one of your green dice on a uh, primary attack. We all know the story. 35 a little high? I am I mean, it's an, it, it makes no? A-Wing actually okay. do some damage, right? It's, Plus you could, as with all wedges, you can stack outmaneuver on it. Uh, at, so outmaneuver predator for 43 points. It's bonkers. It's nasty. That actually, that actually does sound yeah, a little bit. It's nasty. really good. I, I originally, I, I looked at it and I was like, I don't need outmaneuver. Like, I'll pay five points for prockets on some other ship. And playing the match, I was like, well, maybe I can fit two prockets and outmaneuver and wedge. And it's just even against, I mean, against Tie Fighters, right? They still roll the one. My wife loves rolling infinite freaking evades on one die. But if I wasn't playing against TIE Fighters, Wedge is like, cool, that's two damage, right? Or And two minus two green, right? We just talked about how Kanan is so efficient with removing that one attack die. Wedge removing two green is... It's insane. I love it. I absolutely love it. He's my favorite of the of the set so far next to Hera. No, you're making me reconsider I mean, my list building. Yeah, I mean, at 36 points, I mean, how much how much would you pay for an outmaneuver... Where you don't actually have to outmaneuver them, you can exactly. just shoot at them. Yep. I mean, I, I mean, barely, I, I very points. happily, pay, I very <laughs> like, happily pay fifty-five for it right now. So I, I you yeah, know, you're asking the wrong always, guy. <laughs> yeah, the, and then you can knife four. Like it's, there, it's a steal right now. It should be more than what it is. Interesting. Okay. Uh, next up on the list, I'll just jump to the one I, I have the most fun with. Let's talk about Sabine and the fact that she didn't pop up at all in that hyperspace tourney. The part, like the the cheapest combination of fe- of uh, Concordia and Fearless in the game. Somebody had her. I saw her on stream. Did she? Yeah, somebody. Okay, had my her. bad. Uh, didn't pop up in the cut then. I apologize. Um. Yeah, that's a thirty-seven that points. Bonkers, that, that pilot ability is insane. I, I just I'm yeah. like, what? <laughs> I. Uh, Wow, that pilot ability is insane. I, I, I'm not gonna say it's broken at i three. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say that. But combining two incredibly strong abilities like that is very impressive. She's actually got a built in advanced optics for pre- for uh, her own procket. Yeah. Yep. I actually didn't realize that until I read the card yep. just now. Yeah. That's a little bit gross. <laughs> I also um, like how in the card art, there's a uh, Fang Fighter chasing her. Yeah, like right. <laughs> I think Sabine is going to be the one we see a lot of alt arts up. I suspect she'll probably, her and Ahsoka are going to be the two that get the most alt art play. And that's what matters to people like me. So um, there, there are a lot of people in gaming who who like uh, life young girls. So, yes, I suspect we'll see a lot of alt arts. <laughs> wow. Sabine and Ahsoka. Wow. Edit Mark. <laughs> I can't believe you did that to me, Jeff. All right. Um, so so we're happy with 37? Nobody feels that's not too high, it's not too low. That's that's pretty good. I'd need to play it, but I, I'm fine with it without having put it on the table. I am upset yep. because I can't put all of them on the table other than Ahsoka. With, Is that because you don't have enough A-Wings? With at least two Prockets. No, 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 no. Like, list oh, building. Okay. Like, I'm list building, and I'm like, okay, you know, I could sub out this, I could sub out that. So, like, my original five-ship build, I won't take you through the whole thing. But 
I dropped Sabine and I was like, who could I put in place? And I was like, wow, dropping Sabine allows me to put Shara with Predator and then I can throw Prockets on another A-Wing. And I was like, dang, she's that expensive? Like... Sabine's expensive. It's, it was it was crazy, but but you know Sabine like Wedge outperformed in all of my games. The only problem I dropped her is because I she was tripping over Arvel with intimidation, and mm. I couldn't. That's, that's I a could, question we're going to have to go yeah. into at a further point. Yep, because Arvel with intimidation is thirty five, and Sabine with Predator is thirty nine, and it's like, is that extra four points? Is it is it better? Is yep. it worth it? Right, like so. Uh, next on the list, we'll just keep working our way down. Uh, Shara Bay at 32. Okay. First, let's talk about Shara, and then we're going to talk about my deep cut, call it the C list of Rebel Build. I love Shara at 32. I think she's one of the few things in, X- in the Rebels that you're automatically gluing Predator to just because of her ability and with the expansion of the generics. It's going to be very easy to get four hits out of her, assuming you play against the right list. How do we feel about Char at 32? And then would you agree with me that, that Predator is a good build option on her? Uh, I'm terrible. Oh, nobody, at huh? Getting, I, I'm terrible at getting target locks with, with ships like A-Wings. So, like, uh, I the way that I fly, I I don't know if, if I'm just too big a wuss to take a target lock when I should take a target lock. If I'm not, if I don't build... With your green dice, yes. Synergy me target locks um yeah exactly but it's, um, it's not you so, Jeff. so I, i'm just i'm just hesitant about a, a ship that wants me to take a target lock instead of a token to defend myself yeah i the, that's my problem too you're not alone um i've been running shara now after vince was trying to get me to run the predator variant and I feel like with her mixed with Ahsoka, right? Ahsoka can give her that extra action to get that target lock, so she's target lock focused. That's great. But in my in my matches, I I take the target lock behind a gas cloud, and then I look at my I, I go home and rethink my life as I look at my board and I say I can't I can't position uh, Shara to be in bullseye to get that predator and get that uh, focus. And if she does. She's staring down two or three other ships at range one, mm-hmm. and she does, and she just, she just dies. And so I feel like she's the only one that is efficiently costed, but her ability is very mediocre in a ship that you know is literally ride or die. Yeah, I agree. I, I think that uh, you know I, I'm not a big fan of of ships that require this much setup. Yep. To, to proc their abilities because then okay. and it's the same thing just a general list building thing with me I, there's a lot of lists out there that rely on like this ship coordinates this ship to do this thing in order to get this one ship to do this one thing <laughs> yeah. and, Jeff will confirm yeah. that this is me like you know coordinates a great action but but like it, it works best when you like don't have to rely on it yeah. in my opinion and, and so like you know like Drew was saying, like getting Ahsoka to give Shara an action to do it's just it's too much work for like like you might as well just take an X wing at that point. <laughs> you know what I yep, mean? Yep. If if you if you want another That's a valid point, you know, it's a very valid point. Yeah, if you want another uh, dice, like it's just easier to take an X wing. But all right, I I support your love of Shara B A E always, Vince. Thank you, Jeff. I appreciate <laughs> you. Um, Last but not least, Hobby, Derek Clivian, the man that we love, that I love to make fun of. 
coming in at a nice 30 freaking points. Holy God, this guy's cheap. Um, just reminding everybody of his ability because he gets almost no recognition. After you require or spend a lock, you may remove one red token from yourself. Uh, not only is he cheap, he's he's continuing the fine tradition um, of being the same price or cheaper than a green school than his equivalent generic with an ability. Um, I think probably what that's the we're gonna call it the Merle Cobbin Hall of Fame. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I think this is a cool ability. It's more you know it's more interior synergy for rebels. He's thirty points for an eye for the same as a generic with his you know with with a bonus. Um, I just don't know how I'm gonna build specifically unless I'm taking thread tracers. Like, cause if I'm running Dutch, Derek Clivian is not the one I'm giving the target lock to like, let's just keep it a buck. Right. But on the other hand, you know, when you're talking about mid to late game, if you've got, if you've got a way to get hobby, a, uh, a target lock, um, and, and it, it just frees him up for all kinds of squirrely red maneuver, stressful things that he can do right mm-hmm. and uh and i think i mean we saw that i saw that in one game on stream it was it it was moderately useful and honestly unlike it doesn't really have to be more than moderately useful at his price point right like you said he doesn't cost any more than a generic his ability is free sure bobby jump on in here uh we already talked a little bit about hopeful um I think it's, a, you know, uh, I definitely understand Sam's argument that it is nowhere near as good as cutthroat and disciplined. I think uh, I'll take any option to get um, engagement phase actions, especially considering how many things in Rebels uh, are going to be able to use that. You know, if my buddy dies, I can boost and get, you know, and uh, and counter an ace who, you know, thought he arc dodged me. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I see its limitations. I think there's... Uh, one of the ones I want, I really want to use it on is I want to test it on um, uh, Colby Sparato. My enduring love affair with Colby Sparato will just – it's going to work one day. All right? God damn it. One day I will make that ship competitive. Um, and then I think probably, you know, maybe there's an A-wing build out there where you combo uh, hopeful with Daredevil. And I just don't know. Uh, for what so, it's worth, I don't think hopeful's bad at all for one point. That's not my no, no, no. That's not what I. It's just too good for one point. That's all. Yeah. Which I, I, I don't know if we if I don't I think we were kind of poo pooing on disciplined a little bit for a minute, and then we realized how many things in Imperials are going to get massive buffs out of it. Not to mention, you know, anything with the auto thrusters. If you're running like mass uh, mass saber squads, even if you're just running four of them, and you put disciplined on all of them, you're talking about if one of these very easy to kill ships pops up, they've now got a all they have to do is take a focus, and then they double reposition in the engagement phase for fuck's sake, like which is shouldn't the fact nobody saw that coming. I would I suspect that is going to be a bigger problem further on down the line than any than any build with with tie strikers. I'm just going to guess. Wait, wait, what? What are you saying about taking a focus and? You take all you do is take a focus or an evade on your standard action, and then as soon as one of your friends dies, you use it as essentially your free opportunity okay. to double reposition into a shot off of auto thrusters. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, yeah, I mean, you you do you are you do have to count on your friend dying. That's always well. That's not only, of course, they're going to die. But not only that. I'm sorry, we're talking about hopeful, right? 
Well, we're, we're talking comparison. We, anytime uh, we say, talk say. about these cards, so it's in a comparative way. The big issue that I've discovered with Hopeful with A-Wings is that most of the time you're focusing or boosting anyways during the turn. Yes. So having Hopeful on the A-Wing is really detrimental. I was just thinking like maybe Hopeful on Jake because if you didn't take a focus action and you barrel rolled and you uh, and you didn't do any of your other things that Jake should do. Yeah, if you played you could bad. Hope, yeah, hope right, right, <laughs> exactly. No, I, I would just. I'm, will save you. I was trying to think of ways to get it to be useful, and I think that hopeful is definitely a card that is not meant for A wings, which is no. I think it's. I think it's for X wings, and I think yeah. it's for some of the largest. Mm-hmm. Um, like AKA, if you put hopeful on Han, you're gonna have a fun game. <laughs> it's like, oh no, did I not? Did you kill one of my friends at I six with your Darth Vader? Hi, my Han just boosted. See, and, oh, and by the way, it's white. That's really good. Uh, that is uh, using it to using it to get large ship boost. That is a good one point. I mean, the ghost, the ghost. Yeah. Or um, or if you barrel roll, if you uh, expert handling dash, you barrel roll, lose a friend uh, during the engagement phase, and then all of a sudden dash boosts into range of somebody. It's like, oh, did you think you were dodging my shot? Nope. Hold this trick shot, double mod, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's pretty good. I think that might be the that might end up being the use of hopeful is on large ships. I think Drew's point about A wings almost always taking an evade or a, or a focus yep. or a boost already is a hundred percent correct. Hopeful was yep. not meant to go on A wings. I tried. I tried. I couldn't. I I played like half of one game with my wife, and I was like, "Yeah, okay, we're starting over, right? Like, pick up pick up your ships. This is not how this is supposed to work." But I I, I like the art. I I love uh, Carrie Fisher, so it was I was like, "Oh man, I want to put that on the table," but. Not with the A-Wings, yeah. Sam, any particular, anything you want to jump on there with? Yeah, I think I think that if there was a use, it'd be something like, you know, four red squadrons and something, and you just joust and take target locks on the first turn and be like, okay, you can spread out your damage or kill one of my ships, and then I'm launching, you know, double mods back. Yeah, I don't know. I, but again, I, I think that it requires a little bit too much setup because most of the time with Rebels, one straight focus, right? So... We, Getting that extra focus in the you know in the engagement phase isn't. I just don't think it's, it it plays to their strengths. Yeah, I think I think the piggybacking on that. The interesting thing about the use of large ships is that if anything, hopeful is going to be more useful on large ships that aren't high initiative. Right. That's 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 one thing that I like about the design is it's it's less useful on Han. Than it is on uh, does I don't know which ships have talents. So sorry, but you obviously you need to have a talent. Uh, not the outer rim smuggler does not have a talent yeah, slot. So so you need to have a ship with a talent because you, because you need hopeful, but it needs to be lower init because you otherwise like like Sam said you're going to lose utility from the focus. You don't you don't get to carry that to the next round. You you it's use it or or lose it. You know so. Um, Anyway, it's okay for one point. I give it a thumbs up for one point. Last but not least, and it's only because we didn't talk about it during the scum release, but this one's for you and me, Jeff. Let's talk about Tearfond Belly Run. Oh, I love it. <laughs> love it. Uh, how in the fuck is this card two points and Disciplined is one? This card is never going to see the board. <laughs> I disagree with that extremely oh, heartily. Sam, Sam, you walked into the wrong room. Let, no, 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 let, no. Let, no. let I, these I, guys I, learn you something. No, I'm just kidding. Okay, let us <laughs> learn you some Y wings, bro. <laughs> no, I mean, um, it, it, it's 
I mean, I don't completely disagree. It isn't a a super high competitive card, but it's an incredibly fun card. It's a card that breaks a fundamental rule of the game, which is always good. I mean, you know, if you can if you can break a fundamental rule of the game and and you figure out how to exploit it, then you've got a leg up, you know. And uh, but, I just, sorry to push. I just want to challenge that just briefly because that's why I'm here to give opinion. Yes, but doesn't you are. every doesn't every upgrade card fundamentally break the rules of the game? Because <laughs> no. like a- adding an extra dice fundamentally breaks the no, rules. It doesn't. Of the, you know what no, I mean? No, 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 no. Yeah, no. it does. It it doesn't. There, there's no fundamental breaking of the rules of the game for adding an extra dice. Being being able to attack while on a rock is a fundamental breaking of the rules of the game. Um. That I mean, it's what you described adding an extra die. That's an incremental effect on the rules. <laughs> okay. Right. <laughs> so, I, I mean, I don't, I don't think that this is going to be a, a a hugely competitive card just because it does require, um, you know, it's it's you you gotta have Y wings. And you got to be willing to play Y wing. There's your first problem. That is first hurdle. You got to fly yeah. Y wings. But, but it's, just, it's just a fun, uh, a fun thematic, uh, cool card that that can that can surprise people. I think. Uh, we did see in a couple of tournaments um, a few months ago uh, where the Republic Y wings were just crushing it. Four of them, five of them on the board. I wouldn't be surprised if it, it has its cost at two points, so you can't spam it with like dorsal turrets and proton torpedoes. Um, I think turret Y wings are where you're going to see this yeah, a lot. It, so I, I I feel like I'm I, I I'm saying that it's not that it's not that competitive, but I do feel like especially with with the Republic faction, you'll see it on the board. You might even see Anakin with it, which is which is quite interesting. No, Anakin doesn't have that in the Y wing, does he? He's got the force upgrade. Never mind. He, uh, he doesn't have a talent are you, right are you are you purposefully gonna fly over an asteroid and land on it so that you can shoot off of it uh, with your dorsal turret? If, 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 well, wait, wait, wait. Okay. If Anakin is being remember, shot back, everybody, remember everybody. This is not a this is not a single part card. You're also forgetting the back part of this, which is one of the only ways that a Y wing has ever gotten a defensive mod in its life. Yeah, I was gonna While say. While you defend, if you are at range zero of an obstacle, this does not have to be an asteroid. Any obstacle, def- attack dice cannot be rerolled. That's actually a huge buff. Especially that is not nothing. Especially to the Republic Y wing that uh, that, re- right. that removes crits, yep. right? So yeah. that that's why I'm like, so okay. you can't crit you can't crit fish on a Republic Y wing anymore. That's actually fairly decent. I think um, that's why it's two points right there. Is the defensive? Yeah, yeah. I agree with that. Um, but the, only Sam, for the- nobody here is arguing that this is going to be a competitive mainstay. This is one for us. All right, it's, this is no, this it's is one for us. it's competitive. <laughs> it's competitive only for Republic, and that that's what I'm going to say. I think I think. Uh, yeah. but- I think Cavill could run this-, this. I could. I would. I would honestly love to see Cavill with a turret on this. Do you, do you take this and bring rocks, or do you bring gas clouds? That's a good. Like, do you, I, I guess my question is: Do you take it for the first ability or the, second, the second ability? ability. Right. Yeah, that's right. I take it for the second. So yeah, then you take gas I clouds. Second right? ability. Yeah. Um. I mean, I, I. I just hate gas clouds in general. I'd rather. I think with if because I think the other faction who's going to make more out of this than Republic, honestly. 
I think I think Scum is going to use this with some of the tech slots. Like you could pattern analyze into a 4K and land on a rock with this thing. You're du- you're all you get your offensive mod. If you have a turret, awesome. If you have a uh, if you have a torp, you can targeting synchronize now. Like they don't they don't get a tech slot though. Right? Yes, they do. They do, it's unfortunately. Oh, the, the Y-wings? Second, yes, they yeah. do. The second line of scum Y-wings have a tech slot. So it's yeah. only... Oh, the second line of them? It, yeah, it's only the, the new ones. security officers have uh, have a tech slot. Yep. Yeah. All right. Um, Learn something new. I think hey, it's no be, problem, baby. I think it's people are going to play with it. I don't think it's going to take I think it's fun. by storm. Um, no, it's funny. It's, yeah, it's just a... It, you know, and, and you get to call it a Tearfun belly rub. And <laughs> it was, you know, what, I mean, that's uh, why you really want to play. 100%. Right? 100%. 100%. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. There's some serious value in that. All right. Uh, we we had our chuckles at the expense of Tier Fawn Belly Run. Um, anything else you guys think we should uh, talk about out of the Phoenix Cell Pack? Did I miss any? Uh, did I miss anything? Oh, I was gonna I was gonna try and make make fun of Jeff. Jeff, can you rub your belly when you run it? Uh, my yeah. belly's too far away Ready? from my arm to be able. To wow. <laughs> It's like it's like way out here, and my, my that's a lot of work for Jeff. Out. He's he's not trying to work that hard. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, I love um, you, Jeff. No, uh, I I, just, I do just want to say that uh, it was really fun to see two of the immediately the just released packs make it into the final. Of, yeah, of that event that was that was just a lot of fun to to see that to see them make an impact and the fact that it was Rebel versus Imperial just made yep it the classic you know? where it all began yeah. Does anyone want to be brave and say which one they think is going to make the, the, the first splash in Extended? I think oh. it's going to be the Imperial. Yeah. That, going to be, that, all right, so we've got one Imperial. No, that dis- I'm going to record this. That disciplined list is uh, the bombs and the, and the, the strikers. You're going, to, it's, you're going to see that in Extended easily. That's and, two. And it really is easy to fly. I mean, it, it really is easy to fly. You know, um, it's not that there isn't counterplay around it, but it's it's point your list and people run into yourself and and do the little shenanigans that it does. I think between Kanan and Gamut Key, that Scum is going to make an impact. Also, I completely agree with that. too. And Protectorate Club. You can't pick all of them, Drew. (laughs) <laughs> Drew is not here to make decisions, Jeff. Yeah. Drew's here to argue for the merits of all things. <laughs> um, I am going to put cast my vote behind Sam on that one. I uh, Drew knows that I live in abject terror of ever seeing Kanan across the board from me because that ship is going to ruin the vast majority of lists it runs into. It's going to. Um, I, it just is. Like, and the the fact that it's got three extremely playable crew cards and two crew slots. I'm sorry, like. Either you're going to have to take the crew slot away, one of the crew slots away from this thing. You're going to have to, you know, you're going to have to knock his price back up again, which sadly is probably going to take him out of the game. Like, because nobody's going to pay 45 points for a Hawk. Like, Jan Ors is, I think, probably, Jan and Kanan are about the top level of what anybody is going to be willing to pay for something with two green dice and five health and a shit dial. So... I'm going with Sam here. I think it's going to be. I think Scum is going to. I think the Scum Pack is going to probably change the game the most and make the most, as they say in hockey, immediate impact. Um, let's go as ahead. Far as changing a faction, though. Sorry. I'm gonna, no, I'm no, gonna no. Please. I'll give me all the time in the world. Yeah. So, as far as changing the faction, I think 
the A-Wings give a whole ton oh, yeah. of abilities to the Rebels now, because you're going to see all kinds of four-ship Rebels now. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was already there, but now you get all these spicy little A-Wings in the mix and not just Jake all over the place. So I think that's exciting for the, for Rebels as well. So I, I don't even think it's going to be four-ship. I honestly think five-ship Rebels is a playable thing now. I mean, if you think about the number of really cheap options that you have you know, for Rebels, one of the things we always complained about was that everything was basically built to be four ships so it's all 50 points and cheaper well now you've got a whole line of shit that is like 32 to 37 points Mm -hmm. and rebels is not a christmas tree faction you play them basically pretty bare so you're talking about you probably can fit u-wings now with Hera and three and three a-wings i know i've built lists that i'm fitting two x-wings and three a-wings like half the faction just essentially got opened up into five ship lists not to mention what this is going to do for han wedge jake just probably became han hera uh han hera wedge like also these a wings these a wings are going to end up stressed and you've got ap5 that's going to be able to coordinate these uh, these stressed a wings or i'll never say no to ap5 ever i'll never say no to an ap5 call i i agree completely sam it's a it is a it's a paradigm shift for for rebels and I think Vince is going to have a lot of fun over the coming months with it. I, all I'm saying is, do the math on this, and this is the one thing in the world that I think could probably stand up to what Drew, what you guys are talking about with the three strikers, Jake, Shara, Blount. You want to go head up? You want to go heads up with me on red dice? Fine. I just paid 104 points, and I'm getting 11 of them double modded. Bring it. Don't, don't, um, don't go up against those four strikers. Man. I'll win that fight every time. All right. Let's go ahead and wrap it up there. Sam, sir, your first appearance was excellent. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you guys for having me. I appreciate it. It was nice cool. to, to see you guys, and uh, I'll look forward to uh, seeing you guys in person at some point. Hey, right, if the first, uh, first tournament in the Bay Area, man, you fly on out. We'll take care of it. Jeff and Drew, sign off as you prefer. Have, Have a good, good night. Week. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, we'll, of course, talk to you again next week. Have a good one.